Thank you, Lord. Thank you that your love does go on and on and on. Lord, we just pray that you accept our praise this morning and thank you for that love in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat. Welcome to you if you are in the room with us here at Sale. Welcome to Yarram, who are down in Yarram, of course. don't know why I said that. Um, and welcome if you're online. If you are treating Dad this morning, he's having a nice sit back and having a lovely breakfast in bed or something like that and you're at home, good on you. Um, but welcome. Uh, the eagle-eyed among you will have noticed that Pastor Brad isn't here this morning, but you'll be seeing him. He is preaching, but he'll be preaching from Yarram this morning, which will be exciting. There'll be a bit of fun as we continue our stories of hope. Uh, if you've got the Church Centre app on your phone, you can pop it out and log in that you are here this morning. Just let us know. Just check in. Uh, if you haven't got it, it's a free download. It's a great way to stay in touch with church. And there are Connect cards and Next Step cards that you can fill in on the Church Centre app. Or we have paper-based ones, which are towards the back of the church or on the side of the tech booth back there. If you want to drop us a line and let us know something, or you're just wondering, what's, what's the next thing I'll do with my walk with Jesus? I'm not quite sure. That's a great place to ask that question, and we can help you with that. So... As we pass the offering buckets around, if you did fill in a Connect card in a paper-based one, you can pop that in the bucket as it goes around. That's fine. And I'll just let you know some of the announcements we've got. So, fuel can. Okay. You may be wondering why I've got a fuel can. I was wondering why my wife had a fuel can this morning until she gave it to me. But now I know. So... As part of a, a Father's Day thing, if you want to give Dad a gift, like, you know, I've, I've done a lot of Father's Days now, and there's only so much you can give Dads, and there's only so many coffee mugs you can get. We appreciate them, and they're really wonderful. But I was just looking at the ones I was using this week, and this morning I pulled another one out, and it was my third Dad's cup for the week. And I thought, yeah, hmm. So if you want to give me something different... Uh, we have the MATH, the um, Ministry Aviation Fellowship, uh, gift cards out there. So you can purchase very, various amounts of, and basically it's going to be a donation towards them to provide fuel for their flights. So they fly all over the place through remote communities um, in Australia and in other countries. And they bring not only practical help and medical help, uh, they do mercy flights and things like that where they're taking people to hospital uh, or they're bringing in things in emergencies, but they also bring God's love with that as well. So if you want to give Dad something different, if you pop out to the table out there, you can just quickly scan a little QR code and make a, a donation and you can have a card. You can either get a little gift card um, you could, they've even got cards for those of us whose dads aren't with us anymore. Uh, and they've got cards for kids that they can colour in and give to dad, which is always good. Dads like coloured in cards. Um, and as part of just reminding you about that, I suppose, it's not you don't have to do that to enter this, but if you're a kid today, as in the spirit of Father's Day, we always like a good competition where we can win something to give to dad, because that means we didn't have to buy it. So... There's a list out there with numbers from 1 to 100 and you can pick a space where no one's written their name and you can write your name in there 
next to that number that you've picked. And under that sticker is the magic number. Not under that sticker. No, but don't tell them where it is. Okay. There's no number under that sticker. No. See that sticker? There's no number there. I wouldn't. Maybe that one. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm a professional, trust me. Um, no, it's okay. So, write your name on there, pick your number, and at the end of the morning, we'll let you know who the winner is, and you'll be able to give Dad a brand new jerry can, which is always handy. Cool. And in two weeks' time, down at Yarram, yes, I'm looking at you, you have a connect lunch going on. Um, so that's going to be after the service. So if you are new or you just want to get to know people, and that goes for you people in the room, if you're thinking, who are these people in Yarram? I wonder if they're nice. This is your chance to find out. You could travel down to Yarram for the morning. You could do church with them. You could hang around for the Connect lunch and get to know people. Um, because part of what we do as a church is not just to turn up each Sunday and do church, but it's a chance to get to know people. It's a chance to make friends, to make new friends, to um, even consolidate some of those old friendships you have. And the best way to do that is over a meal. Uh, just like we see in the Bible time and time again that they broke bread and they shared together. It's the same thing for us. There's something different that moves in our spirit in the way we connect with people if we sit down and eat with them. So the Connect Lunches uh, are really a great time to be involved with. So down in Yarram in two weeks' time is your Connect Lunch coming up and anyone from here in Sale is welcome to travel down and join in as well. Cool. So... Just before we have our mingle time, uh, just a quick word, because it's Father's Day, I thought I should say something quickly about dads. Um, Hollywood and sort of common media these days like have started to portray dads for a long time now as being a bit out of touch, they're always a bit overweight, they're a bit bumbly, they don't dance very good, they're a bit daggy, they're a little bit dumb, they can't manage things. And probably a lot of those things are true. Um, we are a bit daggy, we don't dance very well. But it does... Oh, that dad dances very well. He's not looking, but that dad dances very well. Okay, apparently. His children should know. Okay. But um, God uses that picture of fatherhood, and I, and I think he uses it deliberately. I know in the Bible it came from originally a time when it was a patriarchal society where fathers were the head, but I think God is more eternal than that, and I think he uses that picture of a father very um, specifically. And I think he uses it to give that idea of someone who is a protector who is a provider, who is a defender, uh, someone to go to in times of trouble. And um, if you're lucky enough to have had a good role model as a dad, like I have, that is my experience of my dad. He's always been a provider. He's always been a protector of me and my family. He's always been my go-to when I'm in trouble or my go-to when I need wisdom. I need to find out. Um, so I think it's, it's fun to have that, that fun side, but don't let that common um, idea of dads that we see in the media these days downplay what fathers are really about. And today is the day for celebrating fathers and honouring fathers. Um, for some of us, that can be really tough. 
because you may not um, have a father who's with you anymore. You may not even know your father, or you may have had had a father who just struggled with that role and was not a good role model. But God can be a father in the true sense of the word, someone who is always there to protect and provide um, and defend and someone to go to when you need help. So let's just all stand and we'll just pray and then I'll release you to mingle around and the kids will be able to head out to SBC Kids in a second. Cool, let's just pray together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the, this morning, a day when we get to celebrate dads. Lord, help us with our idea of fatherhood. Um, those of us who are dads, uh, help us to understand the privilege it is and the responsibility it is and help us to model uh, what we do on you. And Lord, for those of us who don't know what it's like to have a good dad, Father, I pray that they can turn to you and they can find that loving father that they need who's there to help and protect and guide. And Lord, I pray within our fellowships that there would be godly men who would fill that role uh, for people and for families who don't have um, that father figure. That you would raise up um, godly older brothers and uncles and grandfathers and fathers within our fellowship that would be that person uh, for the families who don't physically have somebody. So Lord, we thank you for fathers and we thank you most of all that you are our father this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. You have 15 minutes to wander about. 15. Ah. Oh. That, that's, that's my morning this morning. Okay. All right. Just for that, you've got five minutes. Good morning. It's great to have you here with us. Great to have you here at Sale as well. I'm presuming that they can, they can see us. Uh, it's great to be in the room here in Yarram this morning on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Very cool. We're, we're trying a different setup here in Yarram. You probably don't, you can't tell, but um, we're trying it different anyway. So it's, it's good for us. Hey, I'm going to give you a few updates this morning and, um, and share a bit of a, uh, some vision for, for what's coming up in the future. We've got a story here that we're going to look at as well. But I want to start by a verse in Luke 10, verse 2. It's, it's, we've got a bit of a dodgy mic here, do we? All good. Uh, Jesus said, he told them, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers out into his harvest. The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. God, we thank you for your word this morning. We pray that you might help us to understand it. Help us to apply it. Help us to be people of faith. Doers of your word. God, speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I don't know if you got anything for Father's Day. I've got some good gifts for Father's Day. But, you know, probably one of the best gifts that I could ever get uh, as, a, as a gift would be kids, obviously. They're, they're a gift of God. Um, but for them to listen to what you say. I mean, if, if, that, if you could package that up and wrap it up and say, here, Dad, I'm going to listen to everything you say from here on in, wouldn't that be a good gift? I'm, I'm sorry, Dad, if I um, 
wasn't like that as a kid because now I've got three young kids. I'm, I'm learning how, um, how God is testing your patience constantly through the, their inability to, to listen. Um, you know, especially when there's jobs to do around the house. I mean, I could echo Jesus' words. There's so much work to do. The workers are few. Where are my workers? Where are my helpers? Uh, they're off making a mess somewhere else, uh, starting something else, uh, forgetting what they were doing, walk around with a toothbrush in their hand, thinking, uh, what was I doing again? Um, maybe just my kids, not yours. I'm not sure. Um, but I can imagine that Jesus, when he's saying this, is looking down on his creation going, oh, if you guys could just get it. I'm, I've got something for you to do. I've got a task for you to be a part of. If you could just understand. If you could go out into the harvest field, pray that um, the Lord of the harvest would send out workers into his harvest. You know, at South Baptist Church, SBC, one of our values, our, our first value is this idea of home for all. There is room for you. That beyond those around us, beyond these um, the people in this room, beyond the people in the room there at sale, beyond those uh, that are watching online, the kingdom is for all. There is room for more. There is room for more people to come through the doors. There is room for more people to come into the kingdom. There is room for more people to experience salvation. There is home for all. That we are blessed to be a blessing. That we have resource, that we have uh, what we have at Sale Baptist to not just keep the people inside the church happy, but to reach more people with the good news. You know, I've, I've been reading some things over the last week or two about the church in Australia and the importance um, actually of, of planting new churches. And, um, and, you know, the general trend of the church in Australia is that it's in decline, that there are less churches, uh, less people attending churches, and probably on average there's maybe 200 churches a year starting, being planted throughout Australia. And when you think about how many Christians and how many churches there are in Australia, that's not a great number. But there's only 200 new churches starting. There's probably more suburbs than that starting a year throughout Australia um, and less churches. And so, um, yeah, the church is in decline, finances are in decline. But somehow at Salvage Church, God has graced us and blessed us to be able to see this constant sort of increase, this constant... Uh, growth in people, in finances, in resource. And, you know, it's been on my heart and the leadership's heart that we would use all that resource to, to do good work, to, to go out and see the past um, realised. As I was um, preparing some of this thing, I, I, I grabbed out at the church there and said, I've got a big old history book of, of South Baptist Church. And so I grabbed that out thinking, I wonder how many churches we've planted. I wonder what sort of outreach we've had in the past because I'm sure it's nothing nothing new. Um, and for those that don't know, South Baptist Church has been around since the 1800s. Um, and it's always had a heart to provide a spiritual home for those that don't have one. You know, this idea of home for all is not new. This is like part of our DNA, that this idea of we are home for all. Um, I think the next picture, Gregor, there says... Um, there you go. If you attend no church, make this church your spiritual home. To all who have no church home. Salap's church says, welcome. Bright, helpful Sunday services. I think that's still true. Bright, helpful Sunday services. What a great uh, mantra to have. 
And so South Baptist Church has always had this uh, heart for being a home for all, for helping people come in and, and experience the kingdom. And South Baptist Church has always been a resource and a hub for the region as well. You know, I was reading back in, um, in some of this old history of, in the 1930s, South Baptist Church was broadcasting its service uh, over the radio, over the wireless uh, FM radio to places all through Gippsland, all through Melbourne, up on up New South Wales coast. Um, we've also been part of starting new ch- and that doesn't have a Baptist expression. What can we do to start something? What can we do to start one? And so. SBC is not about building up its own territory. It's not about building up its own kingdom. We don't uh, care so much about people knowing our name. We care about people knowing the name of Jesus. And even in Sale, uh, over the recent um, year or so, there's been churches started in Sale, and which is fantastic because the work, the workers are needed. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And that not, is not just true of um, of some areas and not others. That's true of every area. There is so much gospel kingdom work for us to do that the more churches the more christians going out and reaching more people the better and so at the start of this year part of this heart came through starting sbc yarram starting this community and as we started um, in the past uh, new communities of faith by broadcasting and by planning churches we've sort of combined that to a, a broadcasting a broadcasting plant and uh it's still early days, but there's probably around 20 people that are uh, regulars here in Yarram, and and we've started since February, so we're only what seven months in, if my math is right. Uh, and and God is doing something, and so um, we've seen baptisms here in Yarram. We've seen new people come uh, along. We've seen Alpha being run, uh, lives being changed, uh, new. This morning, a story of hope from our very own uh, Yarram local, Pete. And so check out this video um, of what's been happening in Pete's life. I was being changed. Uh, oh, I'm Peter. Nice to Three kids, three stepkids, 
and um, I've always been going to church on and off over the years and we've been looking for a little church to go to close to home. I was married for 10 years and then that fell apart um, and then I felt oh, this might happen, you know, it, I was uncertainty of life, what was going to happen, what the future was going to be. Um, living day by day, not knowing what was going to happen. I didn't get to see my kids for a month at the start. Um, go to work every day and cry. I sort of come back to God strong back then, I suppose, in my weakest times. There was a, there was a period in my life for about three years where I had very uncertainty of what the future was going to be. And I was at my lowest point and I was just very hard to get through day by day. I had a very big burden over my shoulders. Looking back, I love that story about garden where they're walking along the beach and there's two sets of um, print, footprints on the sand and then there was only one, and it was God carrying you. And I feel that's how I got through a lot of it. Um, yeah. It's a good story. Our kids have been um, going to the local little Bible study group in Yarram. And then, um, yeah, Gregor said that the it's going to be a new church start in Yarram and we're excited about that because we've been praying for it for a long time that, you know, we'd have a good little church in Yarram and it's come, yeah. Craig will ask me if I want to do Alpha course and I thought, yeah, I will because I just, you know, I want to see if I can gain something out of it. It's great going having a food every Monday night and, um, and the desserts were good. Um, <laughs> relaxing and quite easy to talk. One thing I did learn off Alpha was about the Holy Spirit, which I didn't know much about. So we had on the Alpha course on the Saturday, we had a full day on the Holy Spirit, watching lots of videos and lots of food and cakes. And yeah. <laughs> I got inspiration from one of the video clips of watching a bloke. He said, um, Ask God to give up an alcohol addiction, and, and there was more addictions that he gave up. And, it, mm. and the, the next day he did, and I gave me inspiration on that. And we're having a, pray, a prayer session on the Saturday, and it was on the back of my heart. To, um, Jackie asked if anyone wanted to pray for anything, and I got up and I asked Jackie to pray for an addiction that I got. I had an alcohol addiction. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I won't say that I quit alcohol altogether, but I don't have the urge, I don't, I don't have the cravings, I don't, I don't feel like I have to have a drink if I don't want to have a drink. Um, yeah, and it's been really good. It's been a good, good stepping stone in life for me. Yeah, so uh, after um, our um, prayer session. 
maybe a week or two later, I took my boys camping like I always do every school holidays. Every camping trip, I've, I, every one I've ever been on, I think I've you know, always got to take a couple of slumps at the year. But this was the first camping trip I've never taken any alcohol. And um, my friend who's up there, he was very disappointed when I got up there. And uh, I would go up there and a lot of our time would be drinking. And um, But now I'm more focused on the kids. And I, I don't want the kids to think that's what you do when you go away camping. Um, and I don't want the kids to think that on the weekends when I'm at home, just having a beer after a beer. Um, it's not a good environment. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think looking into the future, the Alpha course has driven me to come more out of the out of my shell and and have a bit more faith in God to be able to talk about him and not feel ashamed. Yeah, so I think that's that's pretty good. I think in life when I, I didn't have God in my life as much, there was more of a unknowing uncertainty. Um, and I think I now I feel a lot more settled in life and I'm glad I had God in my life all the time because I don't ever think I would ever be able to get through what I did get through without him. We're in Yarram. Uh, if more Christians were gathering in Yarram um, and, it's, and it's the same in Sale, it's the same throughout Gippsland, it's the same throughout Australia, this is a kingdom idea. There's more people to reach, and so we need um, more Christians going out and trying to reach more people. More people to reach more people. New churches don't start, or at least they shouldn't start, with the aim to draw people away from other churches. And that's not been our heart at all. Uh, it's not our heart in, in sale that people would come to our church from another church. It's not our heart here for Yarm that people would come to this uh, church from another church already that they're attending in Yarram, but rather that it's an opportunity for new people to come that haven't been to church or have um, been disconnected from church for a while. You know, in Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus says, I'll also say to you, Peter, on, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. You know, Jesus was having a, um, a conversation with the disciples. Who do you say I am? Some say this, some say that. Peter comes out and says, well, you're Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, yeah, on this revelation, on that knowledge, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell won't overpower it. And I think that's an incredible promise to, to think about. That when Jesus promised to build his church, his promise that he would build it. His promise wasn't, Pete, you're going to build it. Or John, you're going to build it. Or Mark, you're going to build it. He says, on this revelation, I will build my church. You know, it's not up to us to build his church. It's not up to you in sale to build his church. It's up to him to build his church. And why is it that? Because uh, building the church is a spiritual task. It's a miracle-working um, endeavor. It's not a physical thing. It's not an emotional thing. The gates of hell can't stop Jesus' church from being built. 
And so it's so important that we are a spirit-filled, bubble-based, disciple-making church, joining the work of God with others, not in competition, but seeing Jesus build his church. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rules, authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. You know, Paul reminds us that there's a spiritual battle going on. We're not here to convince people intellectually or razz people up emotionally, but rather be praying people in and inviting people in to experience the love and the grace of God. Even when you read through Romans, um, at the end of Romans, Paul uh, begins talking about going to Spain and going to um, what was then the ends of the earth. Uh, So he's going to Spain and he's going to all these new places to start new churches. I mean, this, this was Paul's mission. He would go to a place start a new church, set it up, leave, go to a new place, start a new church, go, leave. Uh, And so in the context of all these new churches, at the end of Romans 16, as he's giving his concluding remarks, he says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. You know, there's this constant theme that uh, as as we uh, endeavor to go on this mission work, that it's a spiritual task that it requires prayer, it requires faith. The plan through the New Testament for gospel spread, for people to come to know Jesus, is churches, is groups of people coming together to worship together, um, to encourage each other, to challenge each other, to live out the community that Jesus desired together. You know, um, Jesus says this is a city on a hill that can't be hidden, the light of the world. And so the church, Jesus' church, is, is needed in this spiritual battle we find ourselves in to reach people with the gospel. And so we started SBC Yarn with this dream, with this vision. And, so, and now we're looking at starting something in Lock Sport. Um, and a church where people can call it home of the same sort of model that we're set up here in Yarram. There's a group of people that are ready and saying, we want to, do that. We want to start meeting. I mean, it's great that people are travelling from Locksport to Sale, but that's not what we want. We want people that are local in the town gathering together, um, being able to invite new people in and not say, hey, drive an hour to church with me. But come, we've got a church here. We've got a group of people that are meeting that are Christians together here. And so in November, we're going to start SBC Locksport. And we've made a little video um, with some of the, the local um, people in Locksport to share a bit of the vision behind that. So we're going to watch that video now, if that works. Sail Baptist Church, almost 100 years, has been involved in broadcasting services uh, to Gippsland and beyond. Back in the 1930s, Sail Baptist Church was on the local radio, broadcasting services once a month or so to places like Karamara, throughout Gippsland, Melbourne, as far as where Sydney and, and um, even offshore to a navy boat and been broadcasting uh, services uh, back in the 1930s to encourage people in their faith and to reach people with the good news of Jesus. Over more recent decades, South Church has been involved in planning churches in uh, Mafra, in Lake Centrus. South Church has had a heart for uh, seeing new communities of faith come to life. Back in the start of 2022, 
earlier this year, we began SBC Yarram uh, with a, a handful of people and a heart to, to reach people in Yarram who didn't yet know Jesus. Uh, we began broadcasting twice a month uh, to, into a local hall in Yarram and to, to see a community of faith develop and grow. Uh, seeing people come along for the first time, hearing stories of transformation. And, and really that's our heart, is to see the same thing. And now, um, towards the back end of 2022, we are excited to start something here, the beautiful Rock Sport. population of around a thousand people, uh, people who live here in Luxembourg, and it fluctuates up to seven thousand people in the holiday season through Christmas and Easter times. Luxembourg is a more recent township over the last forty or fifty years. It's actually one of the last towns in Victoria to have power connected. South Baptist Church has been involved in ministry here since way back in the nineteen eighties. We've been running services on and off um, over the last number of decades, and so this is not new, uh, but rather a restart a reimagining of what uh, a Baptist community might look like here in Oxford. In the scriptures, Jesus talks about the heart being plentiful, but the work is a few. And so this is part of our uh, step of faith to, to put workers in the, in the harvest field and say, God, what are you, what are you doing? What, what is the opportunity and how can we partner with you to see people come to know you? That's the heart behind SBC Locksport, is that people will come to know Jesus. Or people will be rekindled in their faith. They will come and re-engage with the church community, re-engage with their faith. Last year in 2021, we were able to run Alpha in Locksport. That's a lot of great turnout. Um, earlier this year, I got to come down and meet with um, more than a dozen people who were uh, excited and keen to start something here locally in Locksport. Uh, and so there is a, a real hunger, a real desire to, for local people here to come together and start a community of faith, to, to start meeting together, to encourage each other, to worship Jesus together, to hear the gospel together. Here are some of our local people, here are some of our own SBC people, Helen and Neil and Nina, sharing a bit of their heart of what they hope Locksport, um, what they hope SBC Locksport might become, what they hope God might do through this community. So let's hear a little bit from Neil and Helen and from Nina. Neil and I have been living in Rossford permanently for about five years and we've been going to the Sale Baptist Church for about three years just prior to COVID. When we first came to Rossford, it was only a holiday home, so we worshipped locally for a while here. just found that we... Um, weren't engaged in church life like we had previously in Melbourne and that was what we were looking for. We wanted to do, uh, we wanted to worship at the night time. We went to Sale Baptist Church one Sunday when they were having the evening services and there was this young fellow running around and, uh, and that and he offered us a coffee and we stayed for the service and we thought, oh, this must be the youth pastor. Senior pastor. <laughs> I think Nina was uh, one of the main, uh, one of the inspirations for me because she used to be going to SBC and uh, in that circumstances she decided to stay 
here and stay with these churches down here. And, um, yeah, when we mentioned the Baptist, she said, I used to go to the Baptist, and I thought, well, there's a need for it. There's another person here. 